0: Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Wednesday, December 20th. In today's news, Congress will likely avert a government shutdown before the Friday deadline. The cardinal at the center of Boston's church pedophilia scandal dies. And get this, a Virginia House of Delegates election comes down to one vote. But first... The big idea. The tax bill is likely to become more popular after it passes. Why? Because expectations are so low. Just before 1 a.m. Eastern Time, the Senate passed the most significant overhaul of the tax code in three decades. The House, which advanced the bill yesterday, needs to vote on it again this morning to deal with a few technical issues raised by the Senate's parliamentarian. But that's a mere formality. Donald Trump plans to hold a news conference at 1 p.m. today and swiftly sign the first major legislative achievement of his presidency. As he does, a flurry of polling shows that this bill is historically unpopular. A brand-new NBC Wall Street Journal poll shows that only one in four Americans believe this is a good idea. The number who thinks it's bad is up significantly from October. A CNN poll released yesterday shows that just 21% of people think they'll personally be better off if the bill becomes law. A Monmouth University poll shows that half of Americans think their taxes are going to go up this year as a result of the legislation. Here's the rub though. The bill might have a lot of problems. It favors the super rich and big businesses at the expense of the middle class, it blows up the debt by more than a trillion dollars, it was done without a sincere effort at bipartisan cooperation, but In the short term, the vast majority of Americans are actually going to benefit from this, even if they don't realize it right now. People's expectations are out of whack with reality. Eight in 10 Americans will pay lower taxes next year than they did this year. Only 5% will pay more. And that's according to a nonpartisan analysis from the Tax Policy Center of the final bill. Most of those people who are going to pay more, that 5%, earn six figures, and they own big houses. They live in major cities like New York and San Francisco and Seattle. I spoke with a dozen Republican operatives yesterday about how they plan to message on taxes after Trump signs this bill. Several outside groups tell me they plan to spend heavily in the coming weeks and months to improve the bill's image among Republicans, where it's surprisingly soft. Among the groups, the American Action Network, a super PAC that's closely aligned with Paul Ryan. The network backed by the billionaire Koch brothers and another group funded by Sheldon Adelson, as well as the billionaire Ricketts family, which owns the Chicago Cubs, is also putting together an ad campaign. These operatives all acknowledge that there are headwinds, but they think that they can fight against them, especially in individual House districts that could decide which party controls the House in 2018. Ultimately, they think the biggest factor that will move the needle and change the polling is when people see that their after-tax incomes go up and they pay less next year than they did last year. The challenge for the GOP there, though, is that that may not happen until after the midterm elections. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar this morning. Number one, Congress will likely avert a government shutdown after a number of Senate Democrats up for re-election next year refused to withhold support for the funding bill over DACA, With a deadline of midnight Friday to pass spending legislation, dozens of Democrats had vowed to withhold support if Republicans refused to allow a vote on a DREAM Act, a measure that would allow roughly 1.2 million immigrants to stay legally in the United States who were brought here as children. But a group of vulnerable Democratic senators who are up for re-election in conservative states are not willing to go that far, meaning that the party's unlikely to muster the votes to block the spending bill. The White House and the Senate appear to be laying the groundwork for some kind of DACA compromise early next year. But there are still ongoing closed-door disputes over what House and Senate Republicans expect from this end-of-year spending bill. In particular, the new flashpoint, Senate Republicans plan to attach measures that would stabilize the health insurance markets under the Affordable Care Act. Remember, President Trump got rid of the cost-sharing reduction payments for insurance companies. But numerous House Republicans are warning that such a provision would be a non-starter in their chamber— and they're telling Senate leaders not to move forward with that. Number two, Cardinal Bernard Law, who served as Boston's archbishop until he was forced to resign in 2002 amid the church's pedophilia scandal, has died at 86. Law's career was engulfed in controversy when a Pulitzer Prize-winning investigation by the Boston Globe, later dramatized in the Academy Award-winning film Spotlight, led to revelations that church officials had covered up sexual abuse in the priesthood, for decades. Cardinal Law was never accused of committing sexual abuse, and he denounced the offense as a terrible evil. But a report from the Massachusetts Attorney General concluded that Law had direct knowledge of what was happening. And for many, he became a symbol of the church's failure to protect children from priests who exploited their trust. Number three, Democrat Shelley Simmons, won her recount in a Virginia House of Delegates race by one vote, leaving control of that chamber evenly split at 50-50. That single vote ends 17 years of GOP control of the Virginia House and may reshape the political landscape in Richmond. With the two parties split evenly, Republicans will likely need a more bipartisan agenda if they want to see anything happen. Remember, Democrats just won the governor's race last month. Simmons was actually down by 10 votes going into the recount on Tuesday. But five hours later, after a painstaking counting, that tally reversed. The final result? 11,608 votes for Simmons to 11,607 votes for incumbent David Yancey. Never let anyone tell you your vote doesn't matter. And that's The Daily 202 for Wednesday, December 20th. Thanks so much for listening. I'm James Holman.